0: we continue our study of Ephesians with Paul's instruction to wives. Paul will address and instruct husbands in next week's message, but for now, ladies first. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Wives. There's also the principle of context that tells you that uh, understanding in everything has to be with regard to the marriage. Your husband is not your Lord, but with the exception of any direct violation of God's moral will, you should be submitting yourself, arranging yourself under Him, adapting yourself to Him in the most helpful, loving, Christ-honoring way that you can. Another thing I say in wedding ceremonies that I Conduct uh, derived from Proverbs 31. I say to a wife, Your lips should be his most faithful counselor, always speaking truth in love as he does for you. So, discuss any issue that needs a decision. If it needs a joint decision, work on it with your husband. Give your input, share your feelings. Even if you don't like how he will react to your feelings, how's he ever going to deal with them if you don't speak the truth in love? Press him to pray with you about the decision. Do the best research you can. Maybe you know something he doesn't. Maybe you both have a blind spot and you can help fill it in. Then if you cannot come to complete agreement, well accept his decision. He needs your support. He is accountable to the Lord for his leadership in your relationship. Remember, God is at work in his life just as much as he is in yours. And also remember that your husband likes to hear, I told you so, just as much as you like to hear it. I can give you an example from another realm. Our elders and deacons meet together every month. We operate in a, in a similar fashion. When we come to any subject that has been brought up to us, um, we have to work it through and seek the Lord's will. We've just finished a doctoral level two-year program in how do you shepherd a congregation in the realm of covid with totally contradictory, radical things being foisted upon you. Yeah, that wasn't very much fun. But you know, when we come to any situation, not everyone in the room has the same level of conviction about every subject. It might be his responsibility, but but not his. One cares more than the other. One may know more about it than the other so, we share our thoughts. We discuss. We pray. Sometimes we hit the pause button and go do more research and more praying and and come back. And we seek like-mindedness. And we commit ourselves to operating by a principle of unity, unanimity. When we come to the point of making a decision, I don't think any of us pretend Everyone has exactly the same feelings about it. Sometimes it's just not, you know, frankly, I don't care which way we do that. It doesn't, it, you know, it, it, it's fine. And it's within the moral will of God. Sometimes I, I really do care. We, we do commit to supporting the decision that the group comes to. We commit to doing whatever we can to make it work. And we commit to encouraging each other and supporting each other along the way, we never criticize that decision to other people. We support it. We don't sabotage it. See, the, the principle works in different relationships, but that's how it needs to be with a husband and a wife. You may not always feel the same about a situation, and guys, there's a clue there, um, What's that saying? Happy wife, happy life. Sometimes, on a non moral issue, that's a great chance to show your wife you think she's pretty terrific and you want to do what she likes to do. Women, likewise. But arrange yourself around that guy. Submission is not silence, it is not inferiority, it's not, certainly not slavery. It's voluntarily ordering your life so as to meet needs and fulfill God's design for your life, which is to be a helper to the man to whom He has called you. It's not a hard passage to understand. The command, submit yourself to your own husband. The motive, obedience to Christ. The reason, well, this is God's order of creation the pattern is like the church is submissive to Christ. Now, let me say a little bit more about this idea of submission, um, being subject to each other. Uh, Submission is the antidote to selfishness. Do you ever think about that? Selfishness is I want what I want because I want it because I like it and you should do it for me. Submission says, I want what's best for you. I want what's best for us together. Selfish people think first and foremost of themselves, but a spirit-controlled person doesn't care if he or she gets credit because the goal is to serve God and glorify Him, and He's always just. He's going to reward you for doing things right. Spirit-controlled people do not take personal offenses. They are offended by what is an affront to the character of God. Ever read the beginning of James chapter 4? What What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is it not your own desires which wage war in your soul? Submission is the antidote to that. Submission is also the antidote to... Overdone individualism. Now we are all, always, unique individuals. But there's a difference between being an individual as a member of a team and being individualistic. You don't want to be individualistic, you want to be who you are and use that for the glory of God. Every soldier in an army is a unique individual, but What do we do to them when we make them soldiers? We make them wear uniforms so that they are very clearly identified as being unified toward one collective goal and they act in submission to the common goal. Not every soldier is smarter than every other soldier, they work toward one common goal. Use your individual talents to contribute to the good of the whole body of Christ. Use your individual talents to contribute to the, to the good and the health and the holiness of your own home, but don't do it to draw attention to your own individual talents. You get the point? Not individualistic. Another thing we might say is that submission is also the antidote to being opinionated. Now look, you have your opinions, And they are legitimately your opinions. And make a distinction. Having opinions and convictions, that's really important. They have to be anchored in Scripture, but there's a whole lot of things Scripture doesn't address, and you have your opinions about them. Mine are right. Yours need to be subordinated. Well, that's the wrong attitude, isn't it? Being opinionated... That means being so proud and defensive your, of, of defensive of your opinions that you want to convert others to your opinions. Submission is the antidote to that. Being submissive includes understanding the difference between when you have to take a necessary stand for truth versus taking an unnecessary stand for your personal preference or for your opinion. Never forget Matthew 20, 28. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. Men, this is the week of uh, temptation for you. There is a temptation felt acutely by people in positions of authority like husbands, parents, employers, elected officials, elders, The temptation is to demand the proper response to your authority or to demand respect for your position. But Spirit-filled people don't operate like that. They lead by instruction, by example, by persuasion based upon the truth from the Scriptures. Spirit-filled leadership points the way and leads the way down the path. A husband who expects his wife to bow to his every wish is relationally brain dead. No, God gave you her for your greater holiness. Anyone who intimidates people into submission is not a spiritual leader. That's just a selfish person trying to fulfill the needs of his own ego at others' expense. So men... Resist the temptation. Any man caught using a recording of this sermon to browbeat his wife will be the object of a future sermon illustration. (laughs) Probably by name, unless I can control the flesh. There's always a time for all of us to submit. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you